0: This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Can you just celebrate yourself this morning? You just look so wonderful. I was kind of wondering, like, what is happening here today? But then I remember the time turned back. So I'm thinking maybe a lot of people made it on time because the time turned back. Well, praise God. I'm happy to see you anyway. Praise the Lord. for yourself again. (laughs) Celebrate yourself. Amen. It's good to see you this morning. Hallelujah. Pastor sends his greeting. He's not able to be with us uh, this morning. He had some things to attend to. So, um, you know, being a man of God with a bunch of responsibilities. Amen. He had to go attend to one of them, but nevertheless, amen, we are here and we will hear the word of the Lord. Amen. How many people are prepared and ready for the word of the Lord this morning? Say amen. 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 Let me get some good feedbacks today. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go right into it. I'd like for you to stand as we read the word of the Lord actually. Uh, the scripture this morning that I'm going to be basing most of my message to you this morning on is taken from James chapter 1 verse 9. James chapter 1, very short, once we read it we can sit down. James chapter 1 verse 9, I'm reading from the NLT, James chapter 1 verse 9. Let's read it together, is the NLT that they put up, are they putting it up? Glory to God. I'm going to read it first, and then if they do go ahead and put it up, then we can read it together. James chapter 1, verse number 9. Understand this. Somebody say, understand this. Understand this. My dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen. Somebody say, quick to listen. And slow to speak. And slow to get angry. Now we're going to read it together. Amen. Let's go. Let's take it. It says, understand this. Say it to somebody like you're telling them something. Understand this. this. My dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to to listen. Slow to speak. Thank you, A.K., my dude, man. That's slow. We need to slow it down for real. Slow to speak and slow to get angry. Heavenly Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you prepare our hearts to receive today the word from the throne of grace. We pray in the name of Jesus that you open our hearts. You get it ready to receive a nugget in time. And in season, we give you praise, oh God. We glorify your majesty. Because we know without a shadow of a doubt that your word changes. It makes alive. The Bible says the word of the Lord is sharp. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Today, the word will go and accomplish that which it is meant to accomplish in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, put your hands together as you sit down. Amen. I want to, um, this message is a very, uh, it's more of a warning. It's more of a, an admonition. It's more of take care and be careful. Tell your neighbor, be careful. Church folks, is who I want to address first today because we are here together and they call us the church family. I was saying to my girls the other day, they were like, um, you know, uh, why is it that they say church family? Or maybe I was the one that was telling them. And I was like, look, when they say church, they don't just say church, they're saying church family. You have a church family. There is a, a group of people that you see on a weekly basis. Amen. And so it is important for you to understand that your church family is important to you. And the area that I want to focus on today is your responsibility. It is your responsibility to be careful. It is your responsibility as a church member that has a neighbor that is sitting next to you to be careful. Somebody said to your neighbor, be careful. be careful. What are you being careful about? And what am I speaking about today? It is your responsibility to be careful of what comes out of your mouth. It is your responsibility. To make sure you guard your mouth. How do we know the difference between you and an unbeliever? When the words, when you open your mouth and it is death that is coming out. How is it that people that are supposed to be like Christ is also like Satan in their words? It is our responsibility to make sure that we guard our mouth. The scripture, James nine says that we, brothers and sisters, we must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. We have a responsibility to discern what to say. And what not to say. Even to me and pastor, senior pastor. There are people that have come to me and they've said some inappropriate things to me. Extremely inappropriate. And when I say you are saying inappropriate things to the one that the Lord has put on the door, by the door, the shepherd, you come. Because you have leaders and you have pastors who love you enough and uh, make you comfortable. And so in you being comfortable, you get out of line and you begin to say what is not appropriate. When you do that to leaders, I'm going to start with that first, you disengage. It is difficult for them to bless you. When you are inappropriate with your words and you're not able to recognize that this is a woman or a man of God. You say certain things that are inappropriate and you disengage. And so they are laboring over you. And they are laboring over you. And it seems as though it is running off of you. If you cannot guard your mouth, and you can say anything to your pastor, then it is better for you to find another pastor. Because the moment you begin to disrespect the anointing, the anointing cannot work for you. You must find a place where you can respect them enough to be able to know how to guard your mouth when you're speaking to the anointing. You must be able to discern what to say and not to say to individuals, your neighbors as well. You have the right to make sure that you are not causing harm. Church folks are the most cruel individuals sometimes. You think you're saying it under Christ. And because you are under Christ, you feel you have the liberty to say anything to anyone and you're damaging people. Individuals in the church will walk up to a woman and they will say to that woman that has a child and is believing God for another child that is out of their control. But waiting on the Lord to answer. And here you come. And you say when are you going to have another one? It's about time. You think, you, think, you think this one is just. You know. You're still carrying this one around. It is inappropriate. For you to say such words. To an individual. That you don't even understand. That they are believing God. And they are waiting. For God to do it again. And here you are reopening their their wound because you feel you are under Christ and you can just ask anything and say anything and you're damaging people and people are going home in their cars weeping you never know and I want you to hear me today you never know what you're going to say that is going to be too much and push somebody over the edge Over the edge can mean anything, where they disengage and they don't come anymore. Or they disengage and begin to have suicidal thoughts. You never know what you're going to say to somebody that causes them to be too much. And it is your responsibility as a child of God to make sure you can discern when you stand before an individual what to say and what not to say. What is right and what is not right. And when you are in doubt, keep quiet. Hug them. If they look pregnant yesterday and they don't look pregnant today, you don't know what to say, hug them, kiss them, and keep it pushing. It is your responsibility. To make sure that you are not the fashion police in the church. For you to walk up to an individual and say, you don't know how to dress. It is not your place. And that is not the reason why you come to church. You cannot continue to make people go home crying and feeling bad. You are a child of God. You have a responsibility to guard your mouth. It's not everything that you see that you must say. People are hurt because of what somebody in church said to them. You were just joking. but your joking is too much for that individual. You're not here to joke, nor are you here to be a fashion police like I mentioned, nor are you here to figure out who was one weight yesterday and another weight tomorrow. People need to be careful. I remember an incident for myself. I went to a party um, a few, maybe about a year now ago. And a lady that I have not seen in 15 years is seeing me again for the first time. And mama called, the first thing she did to me was, she was like, she didn't even say hello, nothing. Are you pregnant? Why is your stomach so big? Are you pregnant? I don't know in what culture that is okay. If I'm pregnant, it is my business. And when I give birth, you will get an invitation. Until then, it is wrong for you to make somebody feel bad or have what they call now body shaming. What is it? Body shaming. shaming. Come on, put your hands together. Y'all know what it is. Body shaming people. That you don't even have a relationship with. There is a better way. Look, there was a gynecologist that was sitting next to me. She was a specialist, she's a specialist in Nigeria that took my back that day. She was just, she was like, how can you say such a thing? What if, what if, if it was somebody who had fibroids and their stomach is protruding without their control? That is how you would insult them and ask them, are you pregnant? Why your stomach so big? like that what if it was somebody who is experiencing what they call pseudo pregnancy the stomach is empty but the sack keeps growing you're bringing them back to their pain because you do not know how to guard your mouth you are a Christian you have the responsibility to put a guard and be slow to speak If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Hug them, kiss them, and keep it pushing. Amen, somebody. People have said things like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will not hurt me. That is incorrect. According to the word of the Lord, that is incorrect. And firsthand, I know what it means, and it is true, actually, the opposite. If you hurt me physically, I can put pressure, apply pressure, and hold the blood until it clogs, and then I will stop bleeding. But your words... Causes hearts to bleed and it can bleed for a hundred years. Words keep coming back over and over in people's hearts, in people's minds. Words that have been sown. Be careful as a child of God what comes out of your mouth. There is always a better way to address an issue that you are truly concerned about. That woman, that a year ago, do you think she was truly concerned about my health? Or concerned whether I was pregnant? She wanted to shame me, publicly. No relationship, you, you don't, you've never been to somebody's home and you think you can ask them questions that is inappropriate. It is inappropriate because they say it is inappropriate. Not by your standards. One thing we need to get over. Is we need to put to death traditions of men. Cultures that you're speaking or acting. Because in your culture that's what it means. Or that's what it means this way. You are no longer in your culture. You are in this culture. And if you continue. You're doing it to church folks. You're going to make a mistake one day. You're going to do it to somebody at your job. And they will say that it is bullying, it is harassment. Because that's exactly what you're doing to people, church folks. Your culture says that you should say it, or this is how it's done. But the truth of the matter is that that is not accepted here. Proverbs eleven twelve. Proverbs 11:12 says It is foolish to belittle your neighbor. It is foolish to belittle your neighbor. A person with good sense remains A person with good sense remains sometimes there's some things that does not require a response. I have learned it because of 18 years in practice on this pulpit. Some people will say some things Instead, you that that what they said, they should have kept it pushing. But when they say it, I just keep it pushing. (laughs) I keep it pushing. It does not, you do not deserve a response. Nevertheless, not everybody can handle it in that way. My charge to you this morning is stop hurting people with your tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 11:9 says Proverbs 11:9 Evil words destroy one's friend. Evil words Destroy one's friend. Wise discernment rescues the godly. Wise discernment rescues the godly. Now I want to talk to parents. Parents... need to make a radical change. All last week, my heart was heavy. I I didn't go to work for two days. My heart was heavy. And this morning, I wanna share with you one of the reasons why my heart was so heavy. Heavy to the point where I could not function my normal activities. The first night that I called in, I just was so mentally not focused enough to go to work. On the second night, I was contemplating. I was like, we're not there yet. Pastor Joyce, you preached an outstanding message. It's a check of $1,000. You know, I sow it into your life. I have to work just like you. Amen. I am bivocational. vocational And so I was thinking, you know, even though I'm not mentally in the right frame of mind to go and work, I was like, well, you know, the bills are waiting. I need to go in for work. And pastor said to me, if you are not in the right frame of mind, you do not go and work. And he had a point. Because if I'm over and in charge of other people's health, I'm in charge of somebody's well-being, and I'm going to go and I'm not in a right frame of mind. I'm going to hurt somebody. And he said, look at it in this perspective. What if a pilot says to you, I am not in the right frame of mind. And he wants to go and fly the plane? Are you going to enter? The pilot is not in the right frame of mind. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to take me another flight. Glory to God what made my heart heavy I want to just share with you one of those things a young lady a teenager came to me and said Pastor Joyce I want to die and I was like why do you want to die she said my parents hate me my parents hate me did you hear me she said my parents hate me And I'm trying to figure out what do you mean by your parents hate you? They don't hate you. I start trying to make excuses for them. No, your parents do not hate you, but she kept insisting that her parents hate her. So I started asking myself, how is it I've had many teenagers come to me and express the pain in their heart. How can a parent be telling their child, you're fat, you're fat. You're fat. You're fat. Do you see yourself? You're fat. How can a parent be saying that? How can a parent be saying to a child, you, you know, you're just so stupid. You're just so stupid. Because they are upset. They begin to say words out of anger. And what I am here to tell you this morning is that because you are upset does not give you the audacity to speak that way into the child's life. There are some words that some of these teenagers have said that their parents are saying that I don't even know how to translate it in English. It's so terrible. And so these children, I don't want to tell you the particular situation with that particular child that said she wanted to die. But these children have a complaint and they are feeling like there is too much pressure from you. You're forcing them and you're putting pressure on them because it was the kind of pressure that was placed on you. You are treating them the way you were treated because that is what they did to you and you felt like you survived it. It helped you get things out of life and all of this and all of that. And so you're trying to do the same to them. But what I am here to tell you this morning is that you are different from this generation. What they did to you actually when you were growing up is actually abuse you just did not realize that it was abuse. Can I keep it real in this place? You were abused by them taking a skin of a cow that has been dried for like maybe one year and then they twist it together and they say that that is the way they're gonna give you corporal punishment and it is actually abuse, but you just did not realize that it was abuse. You were actually abused, and you did not know because you did not have the knowledge to understand that you were being abused. But these children, we are in the years and the days of illumination. We are in the days where children understand the difference between love and abuse, and they recognize that you are abusing them by the words that you're saying to your children, calling them stupid, calling them dumb. Because they did something, they made a mistake using words that are inappropriate for children. You use words in your dialect to say these terrible things to children. People using, and, and somebody better translate, I can't even translate it. You are Molori Brukui. You are speaking that into your child because you are angry. A person who cannot control themselves and you say such death is a person if you are if you are angry and you can't control yourself it means you're mad but you're not mad you're just taking advantage of that child let me, let me tell you why when your boss treats you terrible why don't you say go f off or say something terrible how can you control yourself on the job, but you don't control yourself with what you're speaking to the life of your children because you're angry. You said because you're angry. If you wanna clap, clap, because I'm telling you the truth this morning. You think it is okay for you because you are upset to say negative words into the life of children that are growing children that are being that are, that you're supposed to be nurturing it is your responsibility to make sure that your child mentally is stable yeah. you keep forcing them and you're putting pressure on them not because they are your pressure not because they are your standards but the standards of the community that you're in Oh, you want to be amongst the people who say my daughter uh, studied medical she's a medical doctor she finished when she was 21 and she may have finished when she was 21 but she does not it doesn't mean that she is mentally stable and it doesn't mean that her mental health is sound pressures that were placed on you we do not place it in this system in nigeria for example they have people taking chemistry biology and physics at the same time that is abuse and in this country, if you try to register for two sciences at the same time, the system flags you and says, no, you cannot do this because we're not going to have you in the exam hall talking <laughs> about. You know, some of y'all saw that growing up. Because you did not break, they abused you. <laughs> but you did not break. So you feel because you didn't break. Your children should be able to withstand it. But they understand. The reason why you didn't break is because they told you this, this is how they show love. <laughs> they told you that this is the way you show love. But actually, it is the wrong kind of love. Some of you, you are not able to tell your children, I love you. Especially Fathers. Can I keep it real in this place? especially fathers, not able to say, I love you. The same way you're having difficulty saying, I love you to your wife, is the same difficulty that you're having to say, I love you to your children. Because you feel that uh, I provide for you. I have a roof over your head. I'm working like a mad dog. If I don't love you, then who loves you? What I am trying to correct in this place and in this church is that providing. It's not the only way you show love. Yeah. Providing. It's not the only way you show love. To show love. It is an action of I love you. Bring your children close. Hug them. Because you were never hugged. Look at you. you cold. And you're frozen over. And that's part of the problem now. And that's why you can say those harmful things to people. Because you were never hugged. Change the status quo. Change the, 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 the pattern in your bloodline. Let people start showing love to one another in the house. I find that fathers do not want to say I love you to their children. They don't even say it to their wife. Oh, well, I mean, I provide for her. What well, do you need me to say it all the time for? If you don't want to say it, go back to Nigeria. That's where they don't say it. But Nigerians, they're correcting themselves now. They're getting it right. They're correcting. They're realizing, too, that, you know what? We were wrong about some things. There are children who are hurting Because of what the parents have said to them. And so, it is going to be an instruction for you. Are you hearing me this morning? I am instructing you to go home. And this week, you're going to sit your children down. I don't care if they're two. You're going to sit them down and you're going to have a talk with them. And you're going to ask them, have I ever said anything that hurts you? And you will be surprised because they're going to say yes. And you know it too. You know you have said some terrible things. You know you have said some terrible things. And there is this cultural baloney. Excuse my frame of Putting it my way of putting it, cultural baloney that parents cannot be wrong, or that parents don't, adults, old the, the elders don't lie. Elders don't lie. Translating your in your language, you you elders don't lie. And there's this this baloney that elders don't. Apply and you are going to change because the mental status of these children are not okay because they are in school and they're getting good grades does not mean that everything is okay you want to use them as a puppet to brag with your friends that yes he finished or she finished at 21 but there's a lot of pressure that you're putting on that child on, on Holy Ghost nights. Tommy gave a testimony by herself. I didn't. She said, "You know, let me. I want to give a testimony." And she said she was at a place where she felt like she wanted to take a semester off. The dad was like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what?" But I said, "Yeah, you want to take a semester off? Yes." Go ahead and take a semester off because guess what i rather a child who does not finish in four years than a child who finished in four years and have a lot of mental problems cannot hold it together anywhere else so now they have the degree and so what okay now they got a good job so what? I am seeing more and more Nigerian children who you did a huge wedding, and then in a year in Dallas, in a year they check out of the marriage. It wasn't working. They never learned. They're, they're not stable. Some of these children because of too much pressure. My primary goal is mine. I'm not talking about you. My children's mental health is paramount to me. And I'd rather let her take a semester off. I don't compare my children with anybody. Your child can have a full scholarship to the best university. Good for you. My children are not going to be compared to yours. You can brag all you want. I am not amongst those that are bragging about their children. Um, summa cum laude. This is this, and that. I want you to finish on time. I want you to... So after they now rush, 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 and they're 21, they finish. Their body's not even able to maintain the doctor. Their, their, their mental maturity is not even able... People are saying and putting too much pressure on these children and they're not telling you. But they have a community that they're talking to. And you notice that there's some things that are not okay, but you keep ignoring it. I'm telling you and I'm challenging you. Stop ignoring it because it is not good. These children have come to me to say a lot of things. I am instructing you. That you're going to have a talk with your child. And you're going to say, what have I ever said? And you'll say they'll start saying it if you make them comfortable enough. Because half of the time they're too afraid of you. They can never tell you. You don't give them the opportunity to say that, that you hurt them. But you're hurting them. So you're going to sit them down and you're going to ask them, what have I ever said? And you're going to apologize. You're going to say, I am sorry. I was wrong for calling you stupid. I was wrong. I have no excuse to say that to you. You don't deserve that. You're going to beg for their, for their forgiveness because it is important to their mental health. And you're going to try your very hard. And you're going to pray that you stop being out of control with your tongue when you are angry. Just be quiet sometimes. These children are going through a lot. And if we do not make a change now, we might lose them forever. There's a lot of Nigerian children, told me, let me know what they're talking about in their circle. They say once they leave home, they will never look back again. All, I'm telling you. They said they will never look back again. They're not seeing your labor that like you felt like, you know, you, you know, all the stuff they taught you that, you know, after you finish, you're supposed to take care of your parents. It's like I said, you didn't know you were being abused you didn't know because you didn't have the knowledge you didn't realize that it was abuse. you thought that it was good home training but there is a thin line yeah between good home not saying you should not do you can discipline a child without brutalizing them with words that will put them down you know those put down words you know what you have said so this morning i want you to stand with me and we're going to repent before god first and foremost you're going to ask God to forgive you. See, to be able to accept every now and again, I have those talks with my children. I sit them down and I said, what have I said? Even last night, I did it with my children. And one of them said, I said something too that, you know, she, you know, she just felt like I, she didn't understand why did I say that. It wasn't even a belittling word, but it was something that she felt like, mommy, I mean, I don't understand why you said that. And I can tell you what I said I said you know what you give me the bare minimum I, I have to beg for you to come out and, and help me you know warm something up in the microwave and all of that you give me the bare minimum I have to pull it's like I'm pulling teeth trying to get you to do stuff you're giving me the bare minimum and I said from now on I'm giving you the bare minimum so she didn't understand what was that bare minimum she felt like well what is mommy you that really hurt me and she was crying I said, well, let me get, you know, this is why I say, come to me so that I can clarify. Let me tell you what I meant by bare minimum. It doesn't mean I'm going to start giving you bones. (laughs) What I meant was, if you're not going to do, it's an agreement. This is a relationship. It's a, it's a, it's a relationship. So if you're not going to do what I'm asking you and I have to, you're stressing me, then I'm not, you don't deserve a car. That is a luxury. You don't deserve A phone that is a luxury you, you don't have to have it it is a luxury I am working I am busting my behind so that you can have luxury but you do not deserve the luxury so I'm just going to make sure that you're clothed I'm going to make sure that you have a nice roof over your head and I'm going to still tell you I love you and I'm still going to hug you but you're not having a phone period right now tell me she don't have a phone I'm sorry to put her on blast Tell me I don't have a phone right now. Praise God. <laughs> Y'all haven't seen Ruby in a, in a minute. That's what she calls her car. Ruby. Because it's red. You haven't seen Ruby in a minute. I, because it, those are luxuries. And so I'm not. So when she understood that. And then I said. But if I hurt you. I'm still sorry and I hugged her and we kissed and we kissed and we hugged and we hugged and the twins, they came and hugged me too and mommy, well, you know know, we're going to try and do more than the bare minimum now so before they went to bed they were like, mommy, are you okay? you know, I'm going to go study in my room but I'm going to come check on you in a few minutes, okay I still haven't given them a date on when I'm giving the phone back but I don't have a right to abuse them I don't have a right to say words like you're stupid or they're... And all of those terrible things that maybe were spoken to you and you have said it out of anger. It is wrong. So I just want you to lift up your hands and say, Lord, I, I need you to please help me. Forgive me, oh God. Forgive me, God. I have said, I want you to just take a moment and know that yes... Yes, I can admit to you, Lord, that I have said some terrible things to my children and to people in general. And Lord, I just want you to forgive me. And I pray that my children will also forgive me. And that the negative words that I have spoken into their life will not damage them. But that they will be able to forget it. And that the wound will be healed. I want you to pray that the negative words that you have said, even things like, what is wrong with you? There is nothing wrong with the child. The child is just growing. You're asking them constantly, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? The child would then begin to think maybe there's something wrong with them. And they have that stigma and they go through life. And then one day it just happens that they are thinking, yes, something is truly wrong with me and then they start dressing in a particular way because you have told them all their life that what is wrong with you? There must be something wrong with you. I want you to repent. Ask God to forgive you. And pray that your words will not be a permanent damage in the lives of the people that you have spoken to. Say That has ever been said something terrible has been spoken to you, whether as a child and you, it, 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 it affected your self esteem, it hurt you, even though, even your, in your culture, you weren't able to say, Yes, that hurt me. For every child under the sound of my voice, that your parents have said something to you that hurt you and belittled you, let it go. Let it go. The Lord is healing your heart, right? This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message.